we uh, this sun- Sunday is Mother's Day, and we have a special podcast. We've had uh, one on Wednesday. We hope you enjoyed that. And then we have today, which is my team. We're going to start out with Talia. She's the yes. baby of the group, the yep. little girl. I've known Talia since uh, you weren't even a year, I don't think. No, probably like three months. No. Sure? We did. We decided this. I think your mother. I think your mother said you were just shy of a year. Was it three months? It was three months. Okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm very rarely wrong. It's okay. But are you sure? Yes, I swear. Oh my gosh! Shut up, Heather. <laughs> I say that a lot. Shut up, Heather. Heather deserves it a lot. Heather's got a like. Heather's very opinionated, like me. So, okay, so Italia's mother, Italia's mother, super, super special to me. She was one of my, well, when I was a youth leader, she was one of my youth kids. When I, I met her, no, I met her before this, but we went on a ski trip together. We mm-hmm. got pretty close to her on that. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, I had her for a couple years. She is a wild scene. Her mother wherever she goes she brings laughter and chaos that is true yeah that is very true your mother is a hoot she's <laughs> one of my one of my favorite people of all her mother actually runs and is the director of our children's ministry on the elementary side because oh, we have two women that run our children's ministry, um, and her mom's one of them. Does a phenomenal job. If you if you have a kid in our uh, kids rock ministry, then you love and appreciate her and everything that she's doing because she's she's rocking the house on that. She's doing great. I mean, the kids. If you watch this podcast, go to another church and are looking for, and you're just not finding the right place. I don't. Unless your church is a woke church, then yeah, definitely come our way. But um, not trying to pull somebody from their church if they love it and God's called them to that. But if you're looking for a really great children's ministry for your kids, um, from two no, what what age is uh, Trisha's Heather? Three. But even our 18 months old, like you do our what is the age limit for your 18 to three? Heather runs the 18 to three. They're learning in there. They don't get babysat. And the only place you get babysat in this church is nursery. Mm-hmm. And that's because you don't even know how to say dad, dad, mama. Pretty much. Um, but uh, every, other minist- every other children's age, uh, they're actually learning. They're not babysat. They're actually hands-on learning. And um, so uh, it's phenomenal. They just do such a great uh, job. But back to your mother. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, back to your mother. Um, so let's see. Tell us a little bit about your relationship with your mother. And I, she's been okay. told, I'm going to say this, because when her mother found out that she had to be on this podcast and that her question was about her, she told her to talk nice about her. So only believe half of what she says because she's been forced to do so. Okay, so go ahead. Tell us about, um, tell us about you and your mom's relationship. We're very close. Uh, we literally go everywhere together. Let's say she has to go drop Charlotte off at school. She'll wake me up at like 7 a.m. and be like, you want to come with me? <laughs> I'm like, no. But maybe when you get back, we can go somewhere. Because we enjoy each other's company. We feed off each other's energy. Um, <clears throat> you know, I did cheer. She's my cheer coach for like 10 years. So I can never get a break from her. 
ever. Yeah, you guys are close. At home, we were always practicing. It's like we were always around each other. So our relationship is very much sister-like, but also I try to keep the mother aspect to keep the respect and everything. So, but yeah. You find that hard to do, though? Because yeah. you're so close? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I know. Because, well, my mom was never my friend. <laughs> I kind of ran over my mother in some ways, but she never wanted to be my friend only because there was there's times for that yeah when you become an adult that's when you become friends with your kids yep. uh your mother though does she, she likes to be young she likes to oh try yeah to stay young yeah she's so. very she's very young at heart mm-hmm. very funny she's like the funniest woman i think i've ever met people are, tracy's saying yes she's probably the funniest girl i've ever met in my life yeah she she's, is she's crazy. so hilarious like, she's a comedian. She should have been a comedian. Everywhere she goes, she has people laughing, which makes it hard when it's mother and daughter because right. she probably wants to right. joke around right. when really she should be serious. And I, I yeah. can say that's your mother, yes. Yeah. But I will say her kids, all of you, your older sister, mm-hmm. totally sold out to Jesus, lives a holy lifestyle. Yeah. How old is Trinity? She's 19. She'll 19. be 20 May 5th. 19, going into ministry. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm taking her to Pennsylvania. You're mm-hmm. going to PA. Yep. Um, where she's going to, like, she's called into ministry. So she, um, I've asked some of the lady or one particular person to talk to her. And it'd be kinda, good for her. It'd be excellent for her. So Courtney has done a great job. Your younger siblings, they're not old, we're, they're not old enough right now for us no. to know where they go. But no. they're, for the most parts... Very well mannered, mm-hmm. very good kids. Yep, they have She's their a, moments, but yeah, very, very strong little. disciplinarian she is. But she acts more like a friend sometimes than she does mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I totally get that. But hey, it's okay right now. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's working out for her. Most parents that would never, it does not fly. No. No. Mm-mm. So uh, let's see. So you're 16. Mm-hmm. You love Jesus. Yes, I do. Very, very much. I do. Uh, which is rare for a 16 year old tell us about what you think because see here's the thing a lot of parents have a kid your age Mm -hmm. and they're not they're they're not sold out to the lord right right and they're lost the parents feel lost how can i get my kid to love jesus i want them to have the same thing like you love jesus Mm -hmm. but i will say there was a period of time that that wasn't the case. So you no. can bring hope to a lot of parents because yeah. at, at a much younger age, you kind of were like veering a path. Mm-hmm. And part of it is because of cheer, right. would you say? Right. Like yeah, not putting church first, yeah. not putting having Christian friends mm-hmm. first and foremost, which your mother says she regrets. Mm-hmm. Like having things in life be more important than like being around a Christian uh uh, I wouldn't say Christian church because all, all church calls themselves Christian, but being around a body of believers that mm-hmm. feed off of one another, that hold each other accountable. I mean, because you can even be around other people that call themselves Christians or go to a church that supposedly is a Christian church, right. but none of them hold themselves accountable. They're very woke. Mm-hmm. It's more of a club atmosphere. So tell us about a little bit about that time frame where you kind of were like wondering even if you – yeah. We're going to stay a Christian, yeah. but what brought you back? Share a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, 
as we said, I came to this church when I was like three months old. So I grew up in this church. This is the only church we've ever known. We've only attended this church. So I think having a really <clears throat> great pastor and pastor's wife to lead me along. You were my children's mm-hmm. pastor. So yeah. I was under your ministry. So it was nice. It was great. You were hard, but a great way. Um, <clears throat> I mean, if you want your kid to be saved, I think you need them to have them grown up in a church and make sure that you are also showing them what a great relationship with Christ is, you know. Um, I would say reading the Bible to them every night if they're little or even like as me as a teen, like just grab us, make us sit with you and read it because it's definitely, it'd be a great thing to when they grow up know the Bible instead of it being a mystery to them and you can also lead them along and show them the way. And then I think for me, a big part of why I kind of walked away or like wasn't really leaning towards God was because of my phone and school and the friends I had. Definitely watch the phones. Big thing for teenagers. And, you know, the only reason... What do you think... What do you mean by when you say watch the phones? Like Snapchat. Without... Like, and I'm not saying... I'm not saying expose yourself. Yeah, Say... Just say, you, you know... There are things that you never would have done yeah. that you know your friends were doing. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it t- explain to par- parents about like what the phone, what their kids. I kn- I didn't. I don't even know. Like Snapchat yeah. for me, I'm like now I know my kids are 24 and 22, right. but like right. w- what the heck, Snapchat? I don't even know. Yeah. So basically, Snapchat you can add anyone. They could literally be in another like state, like really far, and I think like. I added a bunch of boys when I shouldn't have. So I think you should be checking your daughter's and son's apps and making sure that the people they're talking to is good people, you know? Like, I don't think I should have had Snapchat at the age I had it. My mom was like, no, but I went behind her back and I did it anyway. Yeah. So that was on me. But I definitely think she should have been more strict with the friends I had and when I was using my phone. Like, I shouldn't have had it after, like, midnight, you know, or, like, mm-hmm. 10. Yeah. So I definitely think setting rules Boundaries. and keeping those rules. Yeah. Don't break them. Like, they got to earn your respect. That's the kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, with Snapchat, how does Snapchat work? Because I know something, something, like, goes away or something like that. Yeah. So you can choose. Now you can choose to keep it there or you can choose to have it go away right when you exit out of, like, the text. What, what, oh, the text? Right. So snaps, if you snap someone, like, a picture of you. They can save it in chat, but you can still delete it. So it's like, there's still ways to like make it go away. So nobody knows what you did. Right, no. But the other person can keep what you did. Right. They can screenshot it and it'll tell you, or there's secret ways to screenshot it and and not tell the other person. It's definitely a risky app. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I know something about this because Tom, when he was, I know about Snapchat, I don't know that much about Snapchat. But I do know that when he worked for the sheriff's office, mm-hmm. there would be pictures of girls. Yeah, a lot of men like, get like, it and act like a 13-year-old. I had that happen to one of my friends. Where they show, like, mm-hmm. they, they take naked pictures of mm-hmm. themselves. Yep. And then they, I don't know how they do it, do it, but, like, it doesn't go away. Mm-mm. I guess because you just said you can take secretly take a picture of it. Right. And now the other person has that picture or something like that. And then they would show their friends this girl. 
Yeah, you when you screenshot and now it, people that's a like people are getting arrested for this yeah, now. Yeah, when you screenshot it, it goes in your camera roll. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. So Snapchat, if you have children with Snapchat, just watch who they have on there. Like I would say, let them if they're like my age, like sixteen, let them only have all girls. How did you get your life right with God? What What do you think? Your daughter, <laughs> my daughter. <laughs> she was like uh, a big sister to me because she would always be like. Talia, you need to delete that person. I was like, mm. is she bossy like her mother? Yeah, but in a good way. Because yeah. now that made me who I am today. Uh, <laughs> and in that, in that, you guys cultivated a really close relationship. You mm-hmm. guys are like best friends now. I think that experience at the river radically changed you forever. Would you not say? Yeah. yeah. And you didn't believe in any of that stuff. Mm-mm. I didn't at even know all. about it. You That's didn't why even- I was. I, when I got up and Ronnie was like, look at me. I'm like, I was literally like, I don't even know what's happening. Very quickly. Because people, if you don't believe in it, or if you do believe in it, and you want your children to experience it, mm-hmm. here yeah. is somebody that's living proof mm-hmm. that it does. It does happen even when they don't believe in it or don't even know about yeah. it. So tell them really quick, like, what happened? Because that was pretty crazy. Okay, so basically, I was standing next to Norma, and she started worshiping really good. So you go like, to the river, and it's yeah. the stand. Yeah. And it, the stand, had. It was it the very first day of the stand? Because I think was it? it was. Yes, it was, I think it we was. We were, yes. Yeah. It was the very first time we ever go to the river, and it was our very first time we go to the stand. It's their first opening, like, mm-hmm. bam. So, but Pastor Rodney didn't know you were with us, Mm-mm. did he? Mm-mm. Okay, so go ahead. So basically, Norma started worshiping really well, and I was like, okay, maybe I should do that. So I started to do that. Influence. Yes. Positive peer yes. pressure. Yes. And Positive then peer pressure. Later on, afterwards, he did an altar call, and I kind of felt, I was like, ooh. I was like, maybe I should go up there. Like, I didn't know what I was feeling, and I didn't want to go alone, so I was like, Norma, I kind of want to go up there. So she didn't go up. She's like, go up. And then I was like, so I like grabbed my Nana, and I took her up with me. And, you know, I gave my life to the Lord. And then I was standing there and everyone else around me, a few girls, younger girls were like falling out. And I was like, okay. I was like, Lord, I want this. Like, this is what I want. So Ronnie came over. He called me out and I'm going to start crying. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, he was like, oh, what are you feeling? And I was like, "Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm tingling. I was literally like stuttering. I have the video. I was like, I'm tingling. <laughs> He's like, that's the anointing. And then he started laughing. And then he was like, bam. And then I went out and my fingers were like stuck like this. And I like, I was laying there. My mom's like, are you okay? And I'm like blocking her. I'm like, shh, 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 just be quiet. So I was laying there. Because her mom's probably yes, freaking she out. freaks out. <laughs> and so I that like. sounds like Courtney. <laughs> so I, I like kind of forced myself to get up. Because I, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't, like, no. So my hands were still stuck like this. And I was going to walk back to my seat, and Ronnie stopped me, and, and he turned off his mic pack, and he was talking to me. And I was like, yeah, just talk, whatever. I was, like, so out of it. And then he was like, oh, what's your feeling? I don't really, I don't really know what he, exactly what he said, but he was like, oh, what's your feeling? He's like, this is, like, what I had for, like, three days or whatever. He said his, his thumbs were stuck like this, so he started, like, massaging my hand, and my thumb eventually, like, went away. And then he was like, I was like looking at the ground and he's like, look at me. And I was like, and then he was like, are you here? And I'm like, I didn't answer because I was just so out of it. <laughs> but basically he was like, he talked to me. He was like, you know, that fire on your hands. He was like, you can heal. He's like, you can touch people and you can heal the sick. Basically that was it. And I walked back and I was still out of it. Never been the same. Nope. Has nope. that ever happened to you before? No. And my mom didn't, she didn't like really like, 
believe it until it happens. So when it happened to me, that's why she was kind of like freaking out because she was also like, okay, this is like real. So it kind of like changed her also. Oh yeah, because so. then your mom got filled with joy mm-hmm. like several weeks later at the river it's yep. pretty it's listen yeah. the river is it's an what'd you say it's the real deal, yes. the real deal. Yes. that's come from heather who didn't really she didn't not believe in the joy but she didn't really believe in the joy until pastor rodney oh talia is the one thing oh talia changed heather oh wow because here's the thing really you didn't know no you had no idea so it's super exciting. So I say to everybody who doubts it, don't doubt it. Mm-mm. Have your heart and mind open to whatever God has for you. And then watch out. Because yeah, it's way better than any, it's way better than anything you could ever dream or think of. It is so powerful. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And every single, thing. yeah, every single person in this room. Now, my mom's never been to the river, but in her own bed and in her own house, she watches it every single day. And, um, and my mom's had the same experiences in her own home without even having to, to go to the river. So be open in your heart. All right, oh on to God. the next guest. Here we go. And now we have Tracy with us. Tracy is my producer. Yes. She's our photographer. Mm-hmm. She's our everything when it comes to media. True. She leads the pack, and then she has Norma and Talia underneath her. Tracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, your mom yes. lives up north in yes. Mass. She's a faithful watcher. Yes. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. It has nothing to do with you. Your mom, okay, you're a great cheerleader. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your mom's a really she is. great cheerleader. She's a barn bus. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Such a good cheerleader. Yeah. So she raised, there's three of you. Yep. You're, you have two brothers. Yep. An older brother. Nope. No, you're the oldest. I'm the oldest. So... There's you, there's yep. Doug, and your brother, and I can DJ. DJ. I yep. always forget his name. Why it's do okay. I forget his name? Because it's so easy. I don't know. It's two, <laughs> two letters. Yeah, two, two letters. So she did a good job. All you guys are saved. Yes. Your brother is on the board for Jonathan. Yep. Jonathan Shovelsworth, in case somebody doesn't know who Jonathan is. He's on the board. Yep. He attends his church. Yep. They're, uh, like, like, they're planted. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Loving yes. life. Yes. So they yes. moved from Mass, where yep. he owned part of the company with your brother correct he left everything yes because he knew god called him to revival today right which is huge yes then there's you yeah and it's weird because how they this all meshes together which we'll get into later yeah uh and then there's your younger brother who's Mm -hmm. a business owner yep a successful business owner because you basically he took the business over from your dad correct yeah yeah. so and that's not always easiest to do because usually kids run the company right into the ground they don't make it better because they don't have a great worth ethic so your parents did some really good things so let me ask you this tell us about your mom and why do you think like i know that things weren't always perfect at your house like but your mom had to fight fight tooth and nail for all of you guys like my mom had to do with me like yes. it's not abnormal for parents who are, like their kids have walked away and you go am i are they ever going to come back yeah. um it, they if you have a great stick if they grew up in the church because right. there's that promise yeah you know train right. them up in the way that they should go go right. uh, and when they grow old they will not depart from it so here's the thing like mm-hmm. your parents probably stood on that promise my parents stood on that promise yeah. but like 
just tell a little bit about you don't need to tell yeah. about yeah, that yeah. part of yeah. it but yeah. like what your mom like yeah. it's she has successful kids yeah. i mean yeah that didn't just happen yeah no, it not that your dad didn't play a huge part in no, that. No, he did, and he did play monster a huge part, part in it. it. He did. The, the priest of the home is way more important than yeah, a mom. Right. But we're talking about moms right now. Right. We're not talking about yeah, dads. Exactly. Yeah. So my mom is amazing. Hi, mom. Again. Um, I'm realizing as I get older and as I have more people and influences in my life, how important a mom's role is. And so my mom is super special, and she grew up a really pure life too. So when bad things kind of came into our lives, um, all three three of us, my brother and me, um, she almost didn't know what to do with it. So that's where my dad was really strong is that he didn't live a pure life. So he knew that promise of God that raise them up in the way they shall go when they are old, they will not depart from it. He knew it to be true. Where my mom just was a prayer warrior and she is known as somebody that never gives up. So when I played basketball from like the stadium, we would hear her and she'd be like, NGU, NGU, never give up. And so she kind of took that into all of her life she took that into her prayer world and she did say one thing she wishes she did earlier not when we were older and adults was finding verses to stand on she didn't even know to do that she knew to pray and she knew that God would hear her prayers but like and she knew verses but she didn't know to like stand on them and to let them be true 100% true so when everybody was kind of wandering away from God she asked God for a verse and he gave her Jeremiah 31 16 and it says this is what the Lord says restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears for your work will be rewarded declares the Lord they Amen. will return from the land of the enemy so Amen. she didn't know that verse she doesn't even know where it came from she doesn't know she was listening which is another huge thing she always had the word of God somehow she was either listening to messages or had the TV on and it was worship songs so she was always filling herself so when she she got that word um, it she told God that I know my kids are gonna return home and it was mostly my brothers at this point because at this point I was I was on my journey of really finding God and, and really committing my life to him um, but my brothers were a hot mess at this time and so like I mean a <laughs> hot mess I mean if your kids are a hot mess trust me there's hope because my brothers were terrible and um, I told my brother this morning I won't say all of his dirty secrets but he said I could <laughs> that's gotta be done yeah <laughs> It was. I love it. <laughs> it was Doug. So she said, um, when she got that word, she said, this is your word, Lord. And I know that even if I'm dead and gone, that they will return. And literally, that was in March. I forget what year, 2012, I think. And literally the next month on Good Friday, they were both up at the altar and had given their life back to the Lord and recommitted themselves and had been like just thriving ever since oh yeah i mean for you to uproot yourself yeah your whole entire family yeah. i mean it's not like doug's not married no yeah and not that his wife wasn't totally like it was a big deal yeah. for her to move it was but the she heard the voice up there yeah yeah but like she heard the voice of the lord and she just followed her man and like, she's doing amazing yeah, she is doing, She's amazing. doing amazing. I yeah. love that girl. She is super special. <laughs> she is special. Again, I like them better than, I'm like you. I like the wives better than the husbands. Sorry. Sorry about know. it, guys. Sorry. Favor ain't fair. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So another thing my mom did, too, was she didn't just pray for us. When we were younger, she also prayed for our spouses. So not only are we all serving the Lord, but also our spouses. And now oh, yeah. our grandchildren, her grandchildren, our children are all just next level, a totally different level than she was. 
And we are, now they're doing things that we weren't doing at that age. Yeah, which is super important. I don't think that parents ever think about doing that, but Mm -hmm. we really should pray for our spouses because you can do great all, you know, if, I mean, if they're sold out, you've got to believe that they'll follow suit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But even I, like, you know, when I turned 18, I was like, I met a hot guy and I'm like, no, you Jesus, who's that? You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're hot. You're hot. <laughs> so I mean, it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So praying that they meet the right people, they right. stay connected with the right people. It's huge. Right. It's right. monster big. Right. So right. now you have. Do you, do you want to add anything about your mama? She's just. I love her so much, and I'm so thankful for you, mom. She's. A, <laughs> listen, your mom's pretty good. Pretty awesome. She is. We do love her. Yeah, she's my, amazing. My girl loves her. Talia loves her. Yeah. Anytime you want to move down here, we're ready yeah, for you. We're ready. Oh, uh, well, I, I mean, big personality. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to barnstorm the doors oh, yeah. when she comes in. I know. Just Which saying. is okay. Just saying. We're ready. <laughs> we're ready. We're ready for you. Mm-hmm. She's like a she's like a thoroughbred. She's like a hot Ooh, thoroughbred. You know, you know horses. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's different kinds of horses. Yeah. If you know anything about horses, yeah. which I know minimal, yeah. but there's the ones that you want out in your backyard just roaming around. And then you got the thoroughbred, the racehorse. They run hot. Yeah, that's what we have. That's your mother. <laughs> Makes sense. She's ready to hey, go. Mom, you hear that? She put her put her in that lineup. Oh, yeah. Oh, She's 100%. coming out the gate fast. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. She do well because I think that's pretty much everybody in this room yeah. except for my mother. Yeah. My mother is not a hot thoroughbred. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're she's find the. Out about she's her. like the. Uh, she's like Athena. What was Athena? The oh, horse. We had an Athena. Uh, she was one of those elegant, yeah. like with the long, fluffy yes. tail, oh, yeah. and that when like she ran, yeah. uh, her her whatever you call that thing, the mane, the mane yeah. just flows. Yeah. That's my mother. I see it. She's not a thoroughbred. I see it at all. Like a racehorse. Yeah. Every one. Every single one of us in this room, though. <laughs> Well, me, Talia's not a, a you know, no, Talia's not a racehorse either. Another one. That's mm-hmm. okay. We have to have a mixture. No, Talia's not even like an Athena. She's not. No. Okay. Mm-mm. What is she? She's still working it out. She's still working it out. Yeah. I don't know what she is just yet, but we'll, we'll when see. we when we find out what the what <laughs> Norma's an angry pony. <laughs> I mean, all right. She rears her ugly head every now and then. <laughs> So what a blessing, because you, like, as much as the gospel is preached in this church and as many souls that are saved, you play such an instrumental part, even though she's not in front of the camera, behind the scenes, like all of those lives that are affected from discipleship Mm -hmm. to salvations, like you own those. It's humbling. You Like your fingerprint is is on those people. I know. know. It's just, and that's the same. People forget, you don't have to be the voice. You just have to be the one of the vessels to make the voice get out there. And I'm thankful that yeah. I get to be over there. Yeah, because this is like, <laughs> sometimes it's prying teeth to get some of them to, oh to help out. But I love you, you and I can't you. thank you I enough. Yeah. Another part of this amazing team. And we are going to move on to our next guest, which is Heather. Mm-hmm. Heather needs to look at the camera. We just had the countdown. And she's not paying attention. She's actually looking at Talia, who's taking pictures right now. I wasn't. I was looking at your mom. She's looking at my mother, apparently. Okay, Are we starting that. over then? No. Oh. We're not starting over. <laughs> We're just going to go with it. We're not starting. She asked me. She's like, do we get start overs? And I was like, sure. We're not starting over. I lie. 
Okay, Heather, this is like out of everybody, you would think my mom would be the worst right now. No, Heather is the worst. She hates this more than life itself. More than life itself. But you'll live. But I like life. So that's you not like a really life, good analogy. But you don't like this. True. At all. Very true. Now, Heather, you are Tom's assistant. Uh huh. That's a fun thing, huh? It's easy. <laughs> it's easy. Way easier than you. He's oh. He's low maintenance. He is very low. Am I low maintenance? No. <laughs> I'm not high maintenance. Yes. You are. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> high maintenance. As a person, I'm not high maintenance. True. No, I agree with that. Yeah. But work-wise, yeah, I'm high maintenance. I'm like, I'm like pretty, I'm pretty strict. I like things a certain way. And you like them a certain way too. But because I don't think like you do and you think differently Correct. than me. It's sometimes very difficult. But I like to do a job, get it done. And you like to do 20 jobs at once. Because I have to. But, okay, we'll just stop there. <laughs> You're fantastic. <laughs> She'll pay me later. Oh, my gosh. There's no way to do 20. I have, like, 20 things. There's no way to just do one. Because more than people just need more than one thing done. They can't wait to get the one thing done. Some things take longer, longer to get done. True. I don't think we should go into this. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mother's Day. Well, which this is what this is, but let's just go to the first question. Oh my gosh, that's so dang funny. Oh, this girl. I'm right. No, you're really not. Audience. But it's, listen, here's the thing. <laughs> They're all agreeing with me. But here's the, the thing. It's easy, it's easy to <clears throat> think that when you're not in the other person's shoes. True. So, and I, it's easy for me to say, well, you can't do that because I'm not in your shoes. True. Right? Yeah. So, like, I get your point, even though you're wrong. But now let's go on. <clears throat> so, Heather, like, we go back a long time. Yeah, really like long time. 17 years old. You were 17, I believe. 17, 18. Probably 17. And Tom fell in love with you at a, a ski trip. Yes. Okay, the, they they would do these in our youth group. We would um, go on these youth ski trips. Everybody looked forward to them. Like, it was a big deal. It's like a youth of 100 yeah, kids. So much fun. But what was great about them is the um, you had a great time um, skiing in the day. And then at night, they would do these incredible, like, it would be a great time. I mean, late at night with um, th- uh, praise and worship, like, worshiping but mostly it was teaching and bible study and um just learning and then being transparent everybody was just so real not everybody i would say that all i remember is the skiing i hate to say it oh really yeah oh my gosh that's not good that was a long time ago oh i just remember such great times of i didn't go on this one but i was 17 yeah and you guys were adults so like for me it was going to ski with friends yeah and Travis. Yeah. Truth. Travis, her husband now. Truth. So, because you guys just started dating at that yes. time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she was in love. But the thing is that Tom <clears throat> loved about you was, is your transparency. Because me and Tom are big on transparency. Huge. Yeah. In our own personal yeah. lives. <clears throat> and in the lives of people that are around us. We have no fakey fakes. We don't like fraudulent. Like, you got to be the real deal. 
or that's the reason why we bone mostly to ourselves and or you'll be exposed or it will because mm -hmm. truth is always exposed mm -hmm. that's what the word says whatever is being hidden will be exposed in the light you cannot do it so but the thing that he absolutely loved about you is you're such an honest person you did not play any games at all your your testimony was just he came home i remember him coming home and saying this girl she's different she's like honest and transparent and her salvation when she got saved it was real he's mm -hmm. like she knew what she was doing mm -hmm. and it was real and you have never ever since the moment you got saved you've always walked the straight and narrow Correct. yeah you okay. never mm -hmm. nothing you which is very rare because in your house when you grew up you were raised by your mom and your grandmother which i just found out you didn't know your dad until you were 10. right yeah i thought you met i thought you knew who your dad was but you didn't have much to do with them mm -mm. but it was until you were 10. so your grandmother you lived with your grandmother as much if not more than you did with your mother correct, right, correct. yeah so uh and my grandfather and your grandfather who is like your grandfather was your grandmother wasn't your blood grandfather correct my yeah. step grandfather step grand mm -hmm. but he treated you better than almost any blood mm -hmm. you've ever like he really was a genuinely they stepped in as parents yeah they were i mean i have my parents but they stepped in as my parents and really filled the voids that were there and who i am today is has a lot to do with them and my parents because we're all shaped differently by experiences we've gone through but to be the more steady steady influence in my life yeah at that time and there's a lot of there are a lot of people out there right now grandparents raising their right. grandchildren right. and like you're a great product of like as a grandparent if you're doing that for uh your grandchild raising mm -hmm. it up like you're a great example of right. the investment mm -hmm. that they'll get the return on which is huge correct it's huge because what you do in ministry is monumental for this ministry. You've been with us pretty much since day one. Uh, I don't think you were at any of our meetings that we had at the house, but I think you were at our very first real church service mm -hmm. and you've never, even when you moved away, they tithed here. Mm -hmm. They called this church basically home. their home mm -hmm. church. And then when you moved back, obviously and every time you came back here and home because he was in the military every time you came home you came here you even lived with us for periods of time like vacations or like when you were in transit even when you were on vacation even when, when i was on house. vacation you lived in my house took like care of the pig yeah took oh lord let's not even talk about she that was so cute um so mm-hmm let's let's not go on with the, the pig so uh that's a secret that i'd prefer to be kept <laughs> Um, we have no secrets. We have well, there are some secrets that need to be kept. That is one of them. But here's the thing. Like close, close, close for a very long period of time, you've you've had like um I'm not going to say like that your childhood wasn't perfect, but it just goes to show people who give an excuse of having the the not most normal childhood like you were raised by your grandparents, but it just goes to show that you can be a solid believer. You can't let life circumstances uh, kind of have that victim mentality mm -hmm. of, oh, well, that wasn't me. I wasn't like that, so I can't be like that. No, you've like, you guys rose above. Even Travis wasn't raised in the most normal of situations mm -hmm. at all. 
and uh, both of you are solid. So how do you think that, what, what made that come to be for you guys? Oh, I think growing up, not knowing that it wasn't normal. We didn't know that it wasn't normal the way we lived. Um, and I really can't speak a ton for Travis. I mean, I can, but I won't. Yeah. Um, we thought how we were raised was normal. So we didn't really have anything to compare it to until we were older and we could then see others around us that, wait a minute, this is different. Why is this different? Why does this look different? And I know when I had first started going to youth group for Travis, not for youth group. She's <laughs> not, for God. not for God. Not for God. I went for Travis. Um, but then stepping into that and seeing how relationships could be different and how the world way, which is all that I had known. My grandparents did take me, I should say my grandmother did take me to church. Um, occasionally, I don't remember being at church a lot when I was little, but it was very religious. Sit down, stand up. And it was a Baptist church. It, we weren't Catholic church, but it was very structured structured i mean it's very religious and i remember vbs one year that's all that i really remember there wasn't there wasn't any um solidness to it at all um so i think growing up and having not having the example and then seeing an example we were like okay whatever that is we want that right regardless of what it has to do to get to that we know what we've been dealt on this end and we're not interested in that and not to blame our parents or anyone that we were in contact with with our family but just to know that that is the way of the world and we don't want the way of the world right so for us i think we grabbed onto that early and we're both very we're very different but we're very similar in a lot of ways which i think has helped us grow together as husband and wife and how we do things and when we decide to do something together we're doing it together like it doesn't matter um Mm -hmm. so i think just being firm on what we believe in and what we want the final outcome to be and putting christ first in our life everything else just falls into place and i know people say that and oh if you just put christ first no really it's that easy if you Mm -hmm. literally just put christ first everything else is easy the little things and the big things doesn't mean you won't walk through things but it is easy yeah absolutely it is easy now you guys uh and i know your relationship probably well i know a lot of people's relationships a lot of the marriages not we have such a big church now that i can't say that i know all the marriages in the church but uh but out of in the 17 years we've had this church from the 17 years of having it to present day and the marriages that I know very, very well. Which I can say I know quite a few just from counseling and stuff like that, but probably the one that's most like Tom and I's and that is very, very good, very, very solid is you and Travis's. You guys don't fight very often. Um, and you don't fight very often, not because that's not something that you've made it be. It's just because you guys are best friends. Mm-hmm. And you choose not to fight. You choose, you know, in life, you really should pick and choose which what is, what is most important. Most everything's not worth fighting over. Right. It's just not. There's no, no value in it. So, but you guys, uh, you didn't, like, I grew up in a two-parent home. Tom grew up in a two-parent home. Mm-hmm. Up until when we started dating, that's when his parents got divorced. But up to that point, 
He's only known. Now you and Travis are opposite of us. Mm -hmm. Travis did not. He his he grew, his mom raised him, and your grandmother, basically, and your mom raised you, right? So, how people will say, oh again, we always go back to <clears throat> making excuses as to reason why our lives don't reflect what the Word of God says. We don't we we always want to not take responsibility for our actions mm -hmm. and behaviors so it validates our lifestyle now you guys go against that because again i say like you don't hard and listen you're my neighbors i would hear <laughs> it but not only that i'm around you guys all the time have been since you're 17. you guys got married in my daggum backyard we did okay secretly but they got married True. In my backyard, I have video of it with pictures. But <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. from the moment you've I've known you dating to the present, you guys have consistently been the same. You've grown together spiritually. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. He's the priest of the home. Mm -hmm. You're a hard, listen, you're like me. You're a tough nut. Like you're kind of hard headed. You like it Absolutely. your way. Yes. You're very strong willed, yes. but in the midst of all that, you're a very submissive woman. Like if he says it's gonna go that way, you're like, okay, then it's gonna go that yep. way. And you do not give him a nasty whatever because it's not going your way. You just, okay. It's more or less like the decision's been made that everybody's gonna come together as a unit and we're gonna make this, we're gonna go this route. Yeah. Every And in a Christ-like way, which is, correct. Uh, you know, <clears throat> sacrifice of praise. You're gonna be happy through the process and you're not going to act snotty and rude because it didn't go your way. Right. You're not like that at all. No. And I'm not no. either. I refuse But I haven't you. always been completely like that. I think I am like that. But there's always a learning process as you go through marriage. And like he used to love video games, like love video games. And I was okay with video games, but not like nine hours a night, which moderation, that's not moderation to me. Yeah. But and Travis and I talked about it the other day what we do for each other we if there's something that spiritually speaking we're interested in we're definitely going to encourage each other and we're going to help each other get to that point but if it's something like playing video games i would get mad and i tried to use all the wife wifey things to <laughs> persuade that didn't always work <laughs> didn't um and i would kind of be pouty i would be pouty and then one day i was just like you know what can you just lay in the bed with me? And he'll probably laugh at this because I'd be like, can you just lay with me till I fall asleep? And then you can go play all night long. I could be out for like an hour and he'd be like tiptoeing. I'd be like, where are you going? <laughs> that sounds <laughs> He's about like, right. I'm going to play video games. You're sleeping. I'm like, well, don't leave yet. And then finally I got to where I was like, I don't even care. Just go. So now it doesn't, doesn't bother me. But there were times where I would, we didn't act appropriately, but we learned from it and realized that's not worth disagreeing about yeah it, it's silly it's a video game whatever not to say that they should do that all the time because no. when we right. don't want them to go it's because we want them it's not that not always well in my case it wasn't that I didn't want him to do it I just wanted him to be with me but definitely as a godly influence you guys are our number one mm. I love you for that. I love you. yeah I mean super special always will be God you know I say this to women out there who have children or who have never had children, God will put very special people in your life that 
may or may not need you. Yeah. Because you probably would be okay on your own. Truth be told, you're a very strong person. Yeah. But... Um, but he loves us so much that he puts people in our lives that oh, yeah. are the little cherry on top. Travis and I, we would have been fine. Yeah. But because he loves us and because we've been obedient to him, it's your father, he loves us so much that he wants the best for you. Oh, so yeah. he's going to, and he constantly, we have people come into our lives all the time that we're like, wow, you're pretty fantastic. Yeah. But you guys are the top. And we shall stay the top. <laughs> Ain't nobody taking my place, girl. But I will say, women out there, if you know, it says in the scriptures that the older will teach the younger. Mm-hmm. So there's things, like you just, you don't know where people are at. You don't know what they walk through. But you can absolutely minister to them. You can put into their lives. And then you see, you reap the rewards of mm-hmm. it. Because, mm-hmm. like, even though you are already who you were, I look at her so many times and I'm like, literally, she could be my daughter. Because you have traits like me. You even talk like me certain times. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. yeah. There are things. You say things like me sometimes. I do. Yeah. And I think part of that is just being around us so much, it rubs off on you. But I also think that's just who we are. That's who God designed us to be for the certain roles that we play. And typically people like us can't work together. No. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't work. No. It doesn't work. It, because... We're very, but typically we're most always people, right. Well, yeah. she's always right. That's true. And typically, most people that are like Tom and I don't, right. because we're both very strong. Right. But if you handle things biblically, Correct. it always works out. But I say to women, find somebody because mm-hmm. there is somebody that needs that mother figure in their mm-hmm. life. You're not replacing the real mom, but you can play a vital role in showing Christ being a uh, I, I say spiritual mom but being being a, a godly woman in mm-hmm. someone's life to help direct them love them and be mm-hmm. that for them mm-hmm. it's it's super important it doesn't happen overnight but it will happen if you're diligent and you invest mm-hmm. it really will happen and there's lots of girls out there right now who need it so and you're my girl forever and ever yay <laughs> forever and ever all right on to my next guest which is going to be my Little girl, Norma. My biological. It's going to be my biological daughter. All right, let's go. And now we have on deck my daughter, Norma. Oh, my gosh. Retake. No. Retake. Restart. Oh, my gosh. You know what you're getting into. I'm sorry. I know. You are. You Once are again, my child. Up oh my gosh. Excuse me. <laughs> my mother says amen to you. I say you are my child and she goes amen. Life so we're just like, okay, so Norma, you do uh, media. You take pictures. You do uh, videoing for Tracy. You do podcast, church service, just like Talia, and then this podcast, correct? Yes, ma'am. You also are the receptionist at the church. And she Do I queen. answer those calls? Not always. <laughs> we know. So if, if you've called the church and the phone didn't get answered, it's my fault. Blame her. Ah, sorry, my she bad. She cleans the church, mm-hmm. and this place is monumental. In other words, pick up after yourself. It's me helping me out. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
So yeah, you um, wear many hats here at church, mm-hmm. and now you've started doing uh, some traveling. Yeah. So she's f- feeling the call to crusades and missions with Bia and Daniel. So, mm-hmm. love you guys. Um, yeah, <laughs> we love them. So um, let me ask you. Okay, so you pretty much all your life, because mm-hmm. we've been doing this 17 years as far as this church, for the most part. All you've known is church. Being well, at a, least what I can remember, yeah. Yeah, being a preacher's kid. Mm-hmm. And you guys didn't. T- t- tell us, like, what's it like being a PK? It has its moments. Um, <laughs> overall, I say there's more pros to it than cons. Um, but the cons are pretty big. Um, but overall, the pros are, like, you get to make friends with the most amazing people, like Pastor Rodney and Pastor Jonathan, like, you get connected with all these amazing people, Daniel and Bia, like, I get to go do that because I'm a PK, or a pastor's kid, it means, some PK means something different in South Africa, I think it means, like, to be slapped or something, oh, really? so that's why Daniel makes fun of, he's like, PK, <laughs> and, um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of pros to it, I, but the cons are, like, they're pretty negative, <laughs> like, I, overall, like, you lose a lot of people in your life because, especially in this church, you lose a lot of people in your life that you're pretty close with because different beliefs and stuff like that. Um, so that's like one of the more uh, negative things. I'm, sh- I'm moving back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the negatives is uh, losing people. But overall, you make better friends in the end, if that makes sense. Probably didn't say that correctly. People with longevity. Yeah, people with longevity like Tracy and Jer. Like all those amazing people came in after we lost a lot of people during like COVID. So that's a, that's a pro. I actually take that back. It's more of a pro than it is a con to lose those people. Um, another con is people just being very comfortable with you, I think, over comfortable. Because they do hear about your life and a lot about your life that sometimes they'll come in and kind of just cross boundaries a little. Um, but overall, it's not nothing too bad. So for me, it's not... It's not horrible. So, because your dad is very transparent when he preaches. Yes. And so, <laughs> what happens is people think that they know you better than they do. Yeah. And so, and I think everything is very, I don't think, for the most part, there's no ill intent Mm-mm. when people come up and they either joke around or they yeah. say things. But because you don't know them, you're mm-hmm. kind of like, what? Sometimes people can say things that aren't very nice. Uh, yeah, you know what being a being in ministry is quite unique it's it's uh i always have said it's kind of bittersweet in some ways the sweet is way sweeter sweeter than the bitter but yes. well like what people do is if they get um if they get offended they'll take it out on your kids they'll be mm-hmm. i mean people have been nasty to our children um because they're offended by tom or something like that or even just the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Um, so people can be mean. Um, and or just their nature is not always the kindest. So sometimes people just vomit whatever they think. And they they think that they can say whatever they want. I think that's one of the reasons why preachers' kids oftentimes walk away f- um, from the church. Is because of the things that they're exposed to. And... Uh, the unkindness that is shown to them uh, because of their parent one of their parents is a pastor or something like that and so it's their opportunity sometimes I, I literally have had um, a woman 
just seek her out because she was mad and offended um, over, I don't need, it was the most silliest thing. And I know people will say, well, it's silly to you because you're the, the, but if people knew the situation, they'd go, that's crazy. Like she, she wasn't right in her head, but she literally would seek her out when nobody was around to just be out of her mind, rude and nasty. Um, I mean, sticking fingers and faces and stuff. you just sit there and go, what's wrong with people? You mean nobody does those things, but if it can happen, it will happen to sometimes to a preacher's kid because people feel like they have the right um, for whatever reason, it's it's the circumstance that some of the stuff that's happened to my kids, I just sit there and it's more funny now. It, it can be because you guys have looked at it in a spiritual response, but some people don't. And that that yeah. that behavior says if that's what Christians are like, I want no yeah, parts of it. But the problem is, is you have to look at the fruit of that person and go, where they are they really saved? Mm-hmm. The odds are. And I know that that woman, she's she's a little nutty. So her fruit is not good. And um, so whatever the case may be. But being a preacher's kid can be tough. Being on staff. A lot of times people... It's like walk, being on staff. A lot of people see the inner, inner, inner workings of ministry and they are like, I want no parts of, of ministry. Because they see that it can be kind of septic sometimes what you're dealing with. And um, and you see the realness of the people you work with. And if they aren't willing to say I'm sorry and be raw and real, then you sit there and go, you're a fake Christian. And sometimes people in ministry are fake. But some, you know, at the same time, they have faults and failings. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see those things. And you have to be willing to, like Heather was saying, offer forgiveness for those faults and failings. I am, I'm hard-nosed. I'm a hard-nosed person, and when I, uh, when we do things around here, it's going to meet a certain standard. And if it doesn't meet that standard, you're going to hear it from me. But I'm also yeah. big on praise. Like yes. if you do it right, you are. And for the most part, it does go right around here. But when you do it right, you're going to be praised for it's it. You're going to be thanked. Does it wrong. No, that's not true. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> it's not. That's not where's true. Where's the tablecloth? <laughs> You do a good job. You do a good job. My bad. But, um, but you're also you. learning. Yeah. You're young, and you're trying to figure it out. And in your defense, you've had other jobs, but they were not, not nothing that looked like this. And no, this is a whole different. different world. And so part of it is training. That's yeah. just life. Yeah. Um, super blessed. Just for me as a mom, and you see your you see your your daughter flourish, and you know. I'm super proud. Norma, I don't hardly ever, like, I, I talk about my kids, and I'm very, very proud of them, mm-hmm. of, of who they've become and um, who they are in, in, in the church. Um, I just, my son is more quiet. He's not very mm-hmm. quiet, but in the church he's very quiet, and he, um, he's a special person. Oh, yeah. um, my daughter, though, here. like, uh, you do a lot you do a lot and and the thing is is when you see your child uh worshiping the lord in spirit and in truth and ushering in other people and leading them in into worship you're so proud i mean you people have said to me like are you like so proud of your daughter like when you see her up there and i am but here's the thing it's what i expected yeah 
It's what I, I don't expect any less. So for me, it's like uh, when I moved into this building, people are like, aren't you so excited? No, it's what I expected because I know who my God is and I know what his word says and I know that if I do it, what the return is. So it's what I expected. But it still doesn't take away of how absolutely proud I am, not of what I feel like I've put into her, but I'm so proud that she sees who she is in Christ. She steps up to the plate and she's willing to do whatever it takes, even go to a place where nobody wants to go. When her and Jer left for Africa and they went to that town that nobody wanted to go to, they took their lives into their hands and they did it without hesitation. Mm And for that, you just sit and look at people like that because people will always say, Lord, I'll do anything that you want me to do, but please don't make me go to Africa. I said that. (laughs) But here's the thing. Both her and Jer ran to Africa. Mm -hmm. And it's like what Pastor Adonica said to Pastor Rodney when he was being arrested. I remember her, she said, uh, or he said, she was putting on her makeup, I think it was, Mm -hmm. and she literally said to him, run to the roar. And I will say, that's exactly what Norma does, what Jared has done when they went over there. But, but I will say, it's so awesome to see your child run to the roar. My son, when he goes out to fight, all these rapper, all these guys come out to this rap music. It, it, it's horrible what they're coming out. My son runs out to... With oceans playing. No. Wasn't it? It's Worthy. Oh. He runs out to Worthy. Yes. And... Worthy of our, Worthy of it all. Worthy of it all. He, right. he, both of my kids make a stand and a statement for the Lord, and they know who he is in, in their lives. And part of that is what Tom and I have instilled in them, but another part of it is it's everything that they had to do. They're, at 18 years of age, it's no longer me and Tom. It's all them. So that's them. And for that, I love you, and I'm I. I don't I don't say it enough. I'm like my dad. <laughs> don't cry. I'm like my dad. My dad was not a big I'm proud. Uh, he did when he though. got when he got older and stuff like that. But to get something out, out of him like that, you knew you had to accomplish something big. And I'm not a big praiser in that regard. But when a praise is due, I give it. So it means something when I say it. If I praise you, it's because you deserve it. And I don't flow out that fluffy stuff on so seriously so proud of my daughter i am every when she's up there and she's singing her heart out and she's loving on jesus this mom is proud so that's um, one thing i can do yeah i love you very much and on to the next guest which is my mother Ta-da! this is what brought all this into the world amazing I'm going to blame it on God. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. You're an amazing woman. Thank you. I love you. Well, I'm talking about me. Oh, you're an amazing woman. I know that. I'm talking about your amazing woman because of me. (laughs) We're starting out great. Yeah. (laughs) This is how most of our communication happens. Amen. I wanted to, for parents who have had kids that have walked away from God and they're believing for him to walk Mm -hmm. back, this is all the time because narrow is the way and there's few that be that find it. So, and broad is the road to destruction. Okay, Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of parents who are standing for their adult children, their um, teen teenagers and things like that, that are standing on the word, or maybe they didn't even grow up, they're, you know, they got saved late in life, and they're believing that their kids will come and have a walk with God, even though their kids 
You know, they weren't saved when they were raising their kids. And so now they know better and there's a hope of um, their kids being saved. Now, I walked away when I was uh, 18, got my life right at 24, but that, I spent some years away from the family and you didn't even know where I was at for part of that time, which was three years. Yeah, it was a very tough time for you. Um, so there are parents that are watching this that have known that know where you've walked or know that know right you know are experiencing what you walk through and it's hard it was tough there were uh, you know there were times where you cry and you're not a crier no you don't cry at all I think that's why I don't cry I never saw like I grew up in a home nobody cried you just got over it you don't get it doesn't accomplish anything yeah it makes so you we, feel worse and your eyes hurt <laughs> so in my house in our house nobody cried like the only time you were allowed to cry is if you were bleeding right and that you better be bleeding bad (laughs) yeah otherwise dry it up Mm -hmm. I mean I heard dry it up all the time so I'm not a crier and I'm okay with not being Mm -hmm. a crier um, because like I said this morning I cried you know when I was having some time with the Lord but that was a tough time for you. Mm-hmm. So, like, what can you tell people, like, what that was like? And and you and Dad, like, you you had to do some things to get me back. But I will say that the truth, the Bible says to expel the wicked man from among you. And you basically had to do that with me. You made me make a choice, God or world. I chose the world. And, but that's, it says in the Word, it's very clear that if you expel the man... The wicked man that it's a better chance of them coming back mm-hmm. and serving the lord and getting their life right so that was the best thing you guys ever did for me the other best thing i think that that my dad did is the one thing and then i'm going to let you talk mm-hmm. but the the thing that dad did and i think that parents can take away from if there's anything you can do when your child does return and you probably told them that everything that was going to happen to them was going to happen to them or you could predict the future and you may not have said it to them but now they come back and now it's a time where you could say I told you so dad never said that to me and he had a lot of opportunity because everything he predicted and everything that he said would that I would walk through now he also lived a wild life when he was younger so Mm -hmm. he he knew what was out there for me and mm-hmm. what was waiting for me. So you never did anything like that, but he did. So he knew what the odds were was going to be. But the thing is, is he never, ever, ever said, I told you so to me, which was on my side of things invaluable. Like I, it helped me so much knowing that I didn't have that hovering over my head never once and I even remember going to him saying thank you for like once I got my life right and I was spiritually sound I remember going to him and saying thank you for never doing that to me and he I would never he would never have done it I mean dad was a hard person but he would never have done that so go ahead and and talk about that and help parents because I send parents to you all the time in church I send people to you all the time to that are that are walking where you walked and they always inevitably say that was huge for me first of all your church family is extremely extremely important because at the time you decided to walk away you were in leadership you had been in a leadership church church where we still attended but you and your brother had moved on to another big 
it would be considered mega church today, both churches, the one you pretty much grew in and, and were a leader there. And then when you left that church, you were in leadership at another really big church. And so the people, and most people knew you because your father, as usual, was very involved. If there was a committee, he was on it. Our pastor even got a motorcycle so he could ride together. Um, we just knew a lot of people, which meant they knew you. And so when this happened, parents would come to us and say, we can't believe this is happening. We're gonna start praying for our children mm -hmm. because they never, you never expect somebody to walk away, mm -hmm. but they do. Mm -hmm. And once, once you're there and you've heard from the parents who said we never expected it, then the parents that it's happened to come out of the woodwork all over the place. So we had, the, we had our churches praying for us. I know the church that you had moved on to definitely prayed for you because anybody who watched the podcast a little while ago and heard about your friend Chris, she was praying for you. Your brother was still going there. They were praying for you. The good thing is, if, if people want to talk to you about it, don't get into conversations. Be happy that they're praying, but don't, you don't have to gossip. let your kid. Yeah, it turns into gossip because they mm -hmm. want to feed on it and say, well, I know this about hope. Well, good or bad, we didn't even know anything about you for three years. Mm -hmm. I tried to reach out to you and then you wrote me the letter saying, please back off, I don't want these letters. Yeah. So I didn't. So we just could only pray. Although while you were gone, uh, your brother-in-law tried to get your uh, social security number and he was bound to go through any kind of government agency to find you. Didn't work, didn't have it. Um, but then when you decided to come back because everybody, so many people in town knew you, even though it's a big area in Northern Virginia, hope she got, you know, most people know your personality. You don't know a stranger, so everybody pretty much knew who you were. So one of the guys that was one of your dad's clients called and said, Hope's back in town, and she's working for such and such. So he said, he told me, let's get in touch with her, and we'll ask her to go out to dinner. Yeah. And so we went out to dinner. I did call her. didn't know what she was going to do. She was very receptive. So we went out to dinner, but we let you talk. We Don't ask questions. Just be happy they're back in your life. Yeah. So you just talk what you could. And then soon after that, we were given, um, some friends of ours had a uh, timeshare in Ocean City. And she was brave enough to go on a family vacation with her brother, sister-in-law, brand new nephew, and Faith, her sister that you've heard us talk about. Uh, you were trapped once you were there, but it was just like you'd never been gone. Mm -hmm. And then soon after that, she moved home. But I wasn't saved through any no, of No, she was, no. Not for several years uh, later. I was wild. Yeah, but we didn't ask questions. She did move home. Amazingly, her dad did not put a bunch of restrictions on her because when she moved to Florida, she was in her mid-20s, and he did tell her, you have to be home by midnight. Mm -hmm. I think, oh, brother, that's going to really go over. You went ahead with it. Mm -hmm. Probably didn't mind because Tom, by then you were probably dating Tom or soon after. And she and Tom spent a lot of hours in the driveway, so a curfew didn't matter. She was literally home, but they were in, in the uh, driveway chatting. I but guess. so let me, let's, let's fast forward. So what would you say to parents that their kids, they don't know where their kid's at. They don't know what their kid is doing. You had, 
you were praying, Dad was praying, mm -hmm. then you you only confide into a small margin of people. Mm -hmm. It's like faith. When you pray over somebody's healing, you only pull in the people who believe like you do for right. healing. That's what we did. So if, you, they, if they knew you, but they also knew not to. Those that we asked to pray also knew don't ask us questions because we're not, we're not putting out information. We're not putting out disbelief. Yeah. We knew you were going to come home. We, oh, we, Let your would, words be few. Yeah, your words be few and stand on what God has told you. Yeah. Depend on the Holy Spirit, which we should be doing for our kids anyway, which is proof, which we should have been doing more before you ever walked away. Yeah. If I had been praying more for your protection and, and leading of the Holy Spirit, this may have never, ever happened. Yeah, it's a valuable lesson. So if you yeah. have small children, pray that they're not tempted. And, yeah. if it, and when they are tempted, they reject it. They right. don't. They, are, they recognize it for what it is, mm -hmm. and then they just reject that temptation. Yeah. It's super valuable, too, because mm -hmm. if you're going to pray for your kid's spouse, you should be praying, obviously, for... Um, when Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right. that he's not he's not successful in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is a good, uh, you know, I never even thought about it like that. But yeah, to pray, I mean, we pray for hedge of protection because we think yeah. hedge of protection is safety, but yeah. you don't think of hedge of protection as far as the the enemy coming against them to try and pull them and pluck them out, mm -hmm. which is huge. Yeah. So you cried, you cried, but you were still strong. You guys still stood strong, and then you guys were faithful when I mm -hmm. came back. I remember all those things. I yeah. remember the dinner. I remember the. I do too. Yeah, dad going I mean, yeah. and having lunch with dad first, and mm -hmm. and then uh, then going out. Mm -hmm. Those are all sweet times. Mm -hmm. So when you do get that opportunity to come back together with that family member, yeah. I would say definitely let them talk because mm -hmm. that was huge. If that mm -hmm. that I got and I wasn't even honest with you guys while I was talking to you, I was lying my butt off the whole entire time. But it didn't matter because yeah. we were all together and you guys yeah. didn't question me. So, yeah. but truth, but here because nobody was forcing anything on me, uh, nobody was pushing Christianity down my throat. Yeah. Um, I know you guys were praying like crazy. You had to have been yeah. uh, just waiting for the Holy Spirit to keep whittling mm -hmm. away from that that hardness of heart. But because of all those things, and never enabled bad behavior though. No, never enabled yeah. bad behavior. Uh, just we were, we're always in the wings, mm -hmm. waiting for just the right moment, yeah. and then it happened. We were and shocked you wanted to move home. It was it because that was the yeah. Holy Spirit. Because basically, when your brother died, yeah. My uncle was killed in a car accident suddenly. And just before he had had this car accident, I had this bad dream. God came to me in a dream and basically said, you need to get your right life. If you don't, you will die. Mm -hmm. I remember calling you. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. One daughter moved out and got married in that same weekend. Her dad went north and moved her south. Yeah. yeah. So, and then... Uh, your brother got killed in that mm -hmm. car accident. That scared the crap out of me. And I was like, oh, you can die quick. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, well, I don't want that to happen to me. Even though I had that dream, I never got myself right mm -hmm. with God. Then your your brother died. Mm -hmm. Didn't still get right. I was scared. Yeah. Then your dad died one mm -hmm. month to the day of my uncle dying a month later. And I didn't get my life right mm -hmm. until I came in April and visited 
Started in January, mm-hmm. ended in April. In April, yeah. I, I was like, you know what? I'm moving home. Yeah. So I waited till my sister moved out, yeah. got married, and then I came down in August. Yeah. But it's it's crazy because never give up on your kids. No. And there's never too early a, a time to start praying for them. They're, if they're in children's church here, flourishing, they become a problem to the enemy. Mm-hmm. This church is full of problems to the enemy because this church speaks out. He's not happy with what happens here. God is fabulously happy. Yeah. And that's why we pray for each other, pray for the oldest and the youngest. Mm-hmm. Because until, until we enter heaven's gates, anything can happen. Absolutely. I will tell you, there's nothing like a good mother. And even if you feel like you have failed as a mother, you can always fix that. You can always, always fix. Uh, the, you know, my mom, when we used to get in trouble, and we were, oh my gosh, we were so bad. Well, not so much my sisters, but me and my brother, lords of mercy, we were bad. We were just so naughty. I remember my mom would get so frustrated, and she would threaten you, and your dad gets home, and we beg, 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 beg. Please, please, please don't, don't tell him. And then she would, it would be, it could be as late as three o'clock in the afternoon. We're going to start the whole day over. <laughs> We'd be like, thank you, Jesus. We're starting the whole day over. I only got two more hours before he gets home. <laughs> yeah. Which meant we'll start the whole day over meant it didn't matter what time of day it was. She was forgetting everything that had taken, taken, uh, place prior to up to that moment thank you for that word um and i would say to you who don't feel like you've been a great mom start the whole day over yeah it's never too late to start the whole day over and just forget about the past and move on and that might mean that you have to eat some crow you might have to you know potentially not just ask for forgiveness, but beg for forgiveness. Um, whatever that looks like and whatever that is, your kids need you. Uh, you've been blessed to be a mama. There's lots of women out there that would love to have had children that have not been able to have children. And so don't take that for granted. No matter how old they are, they still have a place for you. And whether you believe it or not, that heart has a void in it that you only fit in. And so you need to take that risk, put yourself out there, and renew that relationship to whatever degree that means. But if you're a a girl like me who walked away and uh, there's a bit of a hardness of heart towards your family member, maybe they deserve it and maybe they don't. Maybe it was you instead of them. I would just say to you, there's nothing like, there is nothing more important than reconciliation. There is nothing. And if God was willing to send his son in order, because that's how important it is for, to be redeemed and to restore, then we as parents and children need to go to that same length. If it's not healthy, it's abusive, and it's something that needs to wait, then you wait and you pray and do spiritual warfare so that restoration and redemption can come. But if it's just stubborn, willful pride, get over it because we only live a short time on this earth and so much you forgive you are forgiven and that's the facts none of us we have so much to be forgiven for 
none of us can afford not to forgive. So start today. Like, you know, you got Saturday and Sunday to make a phone call and say, I love you. I'm not saying that we're going to get back together 100% immediately. Even that didn't happen with my family. It was a, it's a, it was a process. Um, but the process started and it finished with us totally coming back together. And so I would strongly encourage you to do the same thing with your loved one, your mother, your father, if you're a daughter, contact them, parent, contact your kids. Again, you only have a short time on this earth. There's not enough time to hold distance and keep you guys apart from what really should be taking place. Memories are being lost. Children, grandchildren do not have relationships with their grandparents. I mean, it's a yeah. big deal. It's a big deal. It, when, you, when you heal the heart, you restore so many things. It's bigger than what you could ever imagine. And so I would say to you, first of all, maybe it starts with you getting, healing your heart with salvation, understanding what's been done for you. Again, God no longer wanted an animal to be the sacrifice for sin so that he could be closer to us. He sent his one and only son. Who would do that? No one would do that. The only thing that was willing to send his only son was God himself. What a sacrifice for him to make. And then for Jesus to say, I will be that sacrifice. God, you send me, I'll do it. And through that, we have such a closeness and we have the Holy Spirit that dwells within us right this, right this, um, right this minute. And the, probably if I'm speaking to you and this is, is, is making sense to you, and your heart's beating out of your chest or you're crying or you know that this is touching you in a way that you cannot even explain that's the holy spirit and he's drawing you in and he wants you to receive jesus as your lord and savior and then the healing process begins across the board with so many different relationships people places things that you would not even imagine how far and how deep and how wide it goes and uh, it only gets better after you make that decision. So if you're ready to make that decision, I ask you to pray with me and my mom. And uh, we'll stand with you and know that once you make this decision, sky's the limit. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. I ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I ask you to help me to turn and change my ways. I ask you to help me to forgive those who I need to forgive and restore the relationships that need to be restored. From this moment, I live for you. What you say to do, I will do. And what you say not to do, I will not to do. I praise you. I thank you. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you said that prayer, let us know. We want to pray with you um, and stand with you. First and foremost, though, if you really need to get a relationship restored, now's the time. It's Mother's and Father's Day in the next couple weeks. And I'm just telling you, there's nothing like having your parents by your side. Again, I've, I've lost my dad. I'm grateful for the time that I had with him. I'm not saying my dad was the greatest thing since sliced bread, but he was pretty dang good. 
He's not probably the best that some people have had. He's not the worst, okay? And you can, and I only say that because people will have excuses as to the reasons why. No, you don't understand who my dad was. Or wait, I'm just saying to you, he's still your dad, and nobody's perfect. And nobody's perfect. He's, she's still your mom. They're still your kids. Get it fixed because coming from somebody whose dad's not around, you'll miss. You think you won't, but you will miss the times that you do not have, and you'll wish that you would have had more time. So take advantage of them being around and get that relationship going. And if you do have them and you don't call them enough, you don't see them enough, whatever it is, make it happen. Short time on this earth. Mm-hmm. Right. So grateful. I love you very much. You're the best love mom. You. Oh, my gosh. So grateful that you're my mama best mama ever we love you we thank you and we will see you on the podcast next week real talk real talk real talk